Recording from Title One Studio in Sandy, Utah. Welcome to another episode of Idiot to Genius. I'm Steph Scholl. And I'm Todd Porter. Each episode focuses on individuals that found themselves desiring more. If you're feeling like an idiot, join the club. Make sure to subscribe so you can hear examples of how common everyday people utilize their individual right to life, liberty, and property to break out of mediocrity and to prosper. I think this is a first at Tattle One Studio. We have two brothers with us. We've never had brothers in here before. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. We have Sean Johnson with Keller Williams and Ryan Johnson with Equity. You two have yep. just barely completed your first flip, your yes. first investment property, really, when it comes down to it, right? Yep. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Would you please explain to us or share with us, going from the beginning, before you even owned the property, before you even had a vested interest in that property, how that process went? As far as the offer, just the, what's your story? How did that go? We want to hear it all. Yeah. Okay. So the first part of that is for Ryan because he just asked me to, if I wanted to be a part of it. And I said, yes. He understands a lot how that all went down <laughs> before that part. Yeah. So when I moved back from North Carolina, I called up Sean and said, oh, hey. Oh, further back than that. Okay. I've joined this group with Todd Porter and uh, there's a lot of good people in there. And I know you've been an agent for a long time and we've talked about investing, but do you want to be a part of it? And so that's when he came on. But as far as the this property specifically, <clears throat> we had been looking for properties all over Davis County. And I had asked Brett Johnson a couple times to come and check out certain properties with me because I wanted to make sure from a contractor, if I was doing my numbers right, if I was estimating the repairs correctly. And he called me up one day and said, hey, I got a property here in Bountiful I'm going to go look at. Do you want to come look at it with me? And I, of course, said, yeah, absolutely. C could you please clarify, who is Brett Johnson? Yeah, no relation. He's just another Johnson. Yeah, right. he's not a, another brother. But no, <laughs> right. Brett, Brett Johnson is a contractor who's been in the business for a long time and has flipped quite a few homes. And he not only works on homes himself, but helps other investors flip and do the work. He's actually the go-to general contractor for Suited for Success Real Estate Group. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And he's amazing. Mm -hmm. So we went and looked at this house and this house was very unique. It had, The showers upstairs were one of the things that really drew me to this property. They were, they were sunken showers that had planter boxes in them, which was a first. Like for, for flowers? For yeah. flowers. Oh. Yeah, so you go down two steps, and then, yeah, there's two planter boxes right there. So, yeah, if you take a shower, you water your plants. I yeah. love about multitasking. That way you don't have to go get water. You just shower and water your plants. It's awesome. We didn't keep the planter boxes. We got <laughs> rid of them. We got rid of them. <laughs> but we, we looked at it, and we loved it, thought that it had a lot of potential, and... After doing the numbers, though, they wanted more than we could offer and make it work. So we offered what we th knew that it would work, which was more than a hundred grand less than what they were asking for. And they turned us down, which is fine because <laughs> we're not going to invest in a property we can't make work. Right. 
And I got back off vacation about a month later and Brett called up. He's, Hey, are you still interested in doing this property? I said, yeah, for the right numbers. He said, they came down to what we wanted. I said, well, how did the numbers work? And he, he said, I think we need to actually offer a little less now that the market's changing. So we offered them less and met in the middle somewhere there. But yeah, we made it all work. And that's how it started. Let me make sure we understand what's happened here. Yes. So they were asking a certain price. Yes. You guys offered $100,000 less. Correct. And, the, and first of all, they said no. Yeah. Which in the investment world is have the right attitude. That's fine. Yeah. They said no. Then by the time they came back to the table, roughly a month later, and they said, okay, we'll accept your $100,000 lower offer. You re-ran the numbers. The market was moving away from you. So you said, I'm sorry, we can't do the 100000 We're now going to offer a little bit less. Yeah, we had to renegotiate. So you renegotiated. Yeah. But you were able to get the deal done. We were. Get it under contract. And this one too, um, it was on the MLS, but a wholesaler had teamed up with the agent. And so on this one, it made it a little more difficult because we had to pay not only for the agent's commission, but for the wholesaler's fee. Wow. So you got a lot of fingers in the pie. A lot of fingers in the pie, which okay. is fine with me as long as everybody makes money. Let's make it fair and make it work for everybody. It's right attitude. So, yeah. It's good attitude. <laughs> and so this was your first flip, right? Yes. And Sean, My have, flip too, yeah. Okay, so it was both of yours. Yep. So were you, I want to know, were you nervous at all? And well, yeah. Did you do this before the market shifted or was no. it after? So I was a real estate agent for eight years and always wanted to get into flipping, into vesting and stuff like that. But most of the agents, like we talked about before, don't flip or don't invest. So they just help buy clients to buy and sell and stuff like that. So I wanted to get into that, but nobody was really in that. So I didn't know how to get started. And I was about to let my license lapse. So I'm becoming a pilot right now. Oh, cool. Because I was going to get out of the real estate world. And then Ryan called me and said, hey, I'm coming back. Let's do some flipping. And I'm like, perfect. This is what I want to do. So I don't remember what your question was. So I went Were off. you nervous? Because <laughs> I was. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> were you afraid that just as rates have been changing and as people, yeah. I well, don't know, that you wouldn't make risk. any money? Yeah. yeah okay. That's what I want to know. Yeah. It's a big risk. And we got into this one right before everything went really haywire. Okay. And Sean here, Sean came in with our gap funding. So he paid the 20% down that we needed, plus a lot of our rehab cost. And I remember him calling me when we closed on the house or when he transferred the money to the title company to close on the house and he's, oh, that was scary. <laughs> it was like 90 grand or whatever. I was like, that's a butthole pucker moment. Right. Oh geez, this better work. But what you, have we just done? After you guys found the property and negotiated that, then I get a call from Ryan and says, hey, are you ready to go? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's move on to property. He's like, hey, we need money like today or tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, let's do this. <laughs> this, is what we, this is what we've been working for to find a property to do this. Let's go. Okay, but were there times that I'm more getting into the nitty gritty of the emotions, me from doing it? So after you had committed and, you know, you have this expense and you're like, what's going to happen? Were there sleepless nights? Were there times that you doubted? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> How did you work through that? Tears, just crying in my pillow. No, I'm kidding. 
No, it's, hey, it's just, okay if you were crying in your building. <laughs> no, it's more of just like trusting the numbers. That's why they did the work beforehand. It's about knowing, okay, if we know where we're at here, then we should be fine here. So it's just working through that. So just trusting the numbers rather than getting to the end and being like, oh, crap, did this work or did we spend too much? It's just knowing that beforehand. So knowing where you're at. There's a lot of investors right now who bought properties in June and July who are losing a lot of money. And that's a risk you take. And when we went into this property, we one of the reasons we offered is because we were concerned. And then when we did our numbers, we went into it very conservative saying, okay, if we sell the house for X amount of money, we should be all right. And with the market taking that turn, it basically brought us to that conservative number. So had we not done that in the first place, we could be losing a big chunk of money. And luckily for us, we're not. Yeah. You're, if I'm not mistaken, you're making a little bit of profit. We'll probably make a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like how, how much is a little bit? Like a dollar? Are we talking a dollar? We're gonna go to dinner. No, <laughs> and dinner at McDonald's. <laughs> but at least you are in the hole. Yeah, exactly. And what we learned through the process has been the biggest thing. And even if we would have taken a loss, that's all right with us because of what we learned. It's not ideal, but what we learned through this whole process has made it worth it. Absolutely. It's been way eye-opening to go through that process. Like even with Brett going through, cause he's done so many flips. So when we're walking through the place, he's like, okay, we need to move this wall. Or we can open this up and do this. And just the vision he has. And just, I can't wait to get to that point where we're walking through houses and being like, okay, this needs to change that. And just having that grander vision is, I can't wait for that. So we've learned a lot from Brett and through this whole process, it's been incredible. So what are some other things that you learned? Because I think that's a great example of being able to walk through and be like, oh, you could take out this wall or do this, take out the planters in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems like a pretty easy one. No? But no, like down the basement, there was a hallway and the wall moved out a little bit for the furnace. And so he, his vision was to move all that and just open that, take that whole entire bend out of the, out of the, the hallway and open it up. And it did. Once with the house was done, it was just, it felt awesome. Yeah, it made, it made it feel and a lot airy more open. and everything. But. Yeah, the other big thing that we learned was the processes. Not only in the rehab, as far as this needs to be done first, but these certain things need to be ordered. Things that were on back order, things that take eight to twelve weeks to get in, such as windows, garage doors, that kind of thing. We got to order those right away. As soon as we sign paperwork, we got to be ordering this stuff so it's in in time. And, you know, that this, the paint needs to be done before this or the baseboards need to be done before it's painted and different things like that during the process that certain things that I would have never even thought of until getting into it. And then it would have been like, oh, crap, now we got to go back and do yeah. that. Yeah. So it was good to see that whole process. Because going through this, a lot of people have been blown away by how fast it went. Because we bought it the beginning of July, and then we had it listed, what, end of October? Yeah. Beginning of November. So we had flipped an entire house. And that means, like, we had gone through the torn out walls, down in the basement. We basically ripped it down to the studs. We replumbed a lot of electricity or electrical was done, and then had to re-re-sheetrock everything. And all the floors, everything painted, 
and even the whole outside was done. And that's from, again, the beginning of July to November, October. So yeah. this was house really was quick. so overgrown with trees, you couldn't even see the front of the house. <laughs> yeah. The first time they took me there to go look around, we walked back to the back and you had to like crawl through this jungle. And by the time we got there, there was a, like a whole herd of raccoons sitting in this big pile oh, of really? trees. Oh, absolutely. And then there was like three deer that came popping by. Dude, this is a Disney Wonderland back here. <laughs> yeah, we had live action Bambi going on in the back. <laughs> weird. Wow. Wow. <laughs> by the time I got done, it was grass. We had sprinklers run. I mean, we took all basically all the trees out. It's pretty back there. We did leave the apple trees. We did. <laughs> I want to know, Todd, listening to these guys, you've done a few flips, but listening to them about their first experience, does that, like, are you thinking, yeah, they're getting it. Are you excited for oh, them? Oh, totally. Really, it comes down to this next question. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's the answer right there. That just tells you everything. They'd do it again. Yeah. Despite the risks, despite the headaches, Right. Despite the sleepless nights, despite the anxieties and the hard work, and despite not making a huge profit. It's not like you guys are walking away millionaires because you did a fake. You're going, I'm game. I'll do it again. And that tells you, what that tells you is how much you guys have learned. Right. Oh, yeah. Through the process. It's about convincing the wife for the next one. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yes, but yeah, absolutely, 100% will do it again. Yeah. But, I mean, learning... Not only process through the rehab, but the back end processes of draws and those kinds of things and things we learned from that. So the draw is where a certain amount of the property is done, a certain amount of the work is done, and then you're doing draws to get money to pay for those repairs. Oh, okay. So either through Sean, who helped with a lot of our rehab costs, or our hard money lender. They did some of our our rehab costs as well, so we had to do some draws to get money to pay for some of the work that had been done. But doing that and making sure, you know, that certain costs or the way that you're what you're spending is in line, and doing that process through the whole rehab to make sure that you're on budget and don't overspend that way you don't end up and it's amazing how fast when you're doing these flips how fast money can add up like you'll be doing a couple of things and you're like oh crap we got to do this or there's another thing that needs to be done and it's oh now we're five thousand dollars into this more than we thought so it's it adds up quick absolutely and now to use hard money yes can you explain what what were the approximate terms you had on your hard money so the hard money lender that we used for this one, they did 80% of the loan value. And that's where Sean came in as our gap fund. He did the other 20%. But on that 80%, they charged us, I believe, 10%. Um, and then they lend us 75,000 75, of our rehab cost. And that also was at the 10%. One of the things that we learned is with certain hard money lenders, they charge you interest on your rehab costs once you've used it. This hard money lender was charging us 10% of the rehab costs from the very beginning, even before we had used it. Okay. So that was an expense that we weren't necessarily ready for, or that we weren't expecting from the very beginning. But we learned very quick that, yeah, they were charging us for that. 
So how I and this is a world I am the one that's not as knowledgeable. Todd doesn't like me saying that I put the idiot into the idiot and genius. <laughs> but I don't know this world. So like next time are you gonna ask different questions to see or like how do you go about that? Oh definitely. There's there's different definitely ways that you can talk to the hard money lenders and really find out for sure. And like I said, we didn't know that going in, but now we know to ask that question. And what is that called again? Hard money lender? No, what was, what's the question that you're asking? What was it called? A Oh, for the rehab cost? Like where? No, you had said something. I'll cut all this out. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the question that you'll ask is when do we start paying the interest? When do we start the, paying the interest? Yeah. On the, uh, on the rehab costs. On the rehab costs. Yeah. So is that included from the get-go or is that something we pay as we use it? How, what are your terms? And dive more into their terms and how their processes are with their draws. Because we found out that this hard money lender actually charged a fee for every time we did a draw. So when we found that out, we made sure we only did one draw with them just to cut down on those fees and those expenses. I think that's valuable for anyone listening, though, because they're going to be able to learn from your experience right. and know what question. Because even as, like, I'm asking, like, what do you ask? It's like, I don't have the words to even comprehend what to say. And I think that you just gave them a question right there that they'll be able to ask. Well, so many times we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. right? That's really what it comes down to. And so you're stating that really a deal can be made or broken by the terms oh for sure whether using a hard money lender or private money lender those terms can add up quick and that's one thing you definitely need to make sure that you're estimating when you're you're bringing into your estimate when you're when you're trying to figure out all of your costs is that your financing costs your closing costs the cost of the agents fees when you're selling the property, when you're buying the property, because all those fees and all those things that you don't think about in rehabbing, because a lot of times you go into it thinking, okay, it's gonna cost X amount to fix up this house. Yeah, we're gonna make a bunch of money, but there's all those extra fees on the back end that you have to make sure that you're bringing into your estimate before you can even really make an offer, an educated offer. Right, absolutely. Can you see how it could be turned the other way around as well? That sometimes if you get good terms, then pricing becomes less of an issue if you've got great terms. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Can definitely it can be the difference of tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. So another question that I have for you guys is, did you do the renovation yourself? Did you hire people? If so, how did you find them? I know this is three questions in one, but right. I'm It curious. went from July to November. There's no way I could have done that. So no, it was all hired out. <laughs> and then we wanted it done. So how did you find the right people? So Brett is a general contractor. He's huh? a bunch of his own guys. So as soon as it closed, we were in there tearing stuff out. Well, he had his guys in there tearing stuff out. So it went pretty quick. There was some other stuff we had to get bids for and get other companies to do, but we ran a couple of times to like floor and decor to get flooring and stuff like that. So we ran some, a few errands, brought a few things to the property, but all the work was done by 
his guys or someone else. For the quality and the timeline, it's it was much better for us to hire that out. I'm Sean is really particular <laughs> in, in in the way that he, he does his talk. projects. <laughs> he is very precise. I've seen some of his work and he's very precise and it's very good. It does take him some time. Me, while we grew up in the same dad and I'm I look for those things, I'm not that precise. So if it's close enough for government work, it's good enough. The quality might not be there with me. So we um, might have been fine then with both of us working on it. <laughs> <laughs> we would have had that happy medium. There might have been some fights. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why we're still that. in the same room. Because <laughs> yeah. we hired it out. <laughs> I love it. But I'm not an expert at all these different areas. Yeah. In painting and in finished carpentry and in tile and all that. And so it just went much quicker to hire these people out and it just turned out amazing. And it was a benefit that the guy that we partnered up with is a general contractor. So he's already paying his guys less than if we hired it out. So that's a cost saving right there too. And you're a pilot as well as a real estate mm -hmm. agent. And so you're able to carry on with your life to a certain large degree while this is happening, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Mark time is very, and if I can use my time to be doing the other things in life, then spending my time trying to put up sheetrock, I'm now spreading my time where I can make money in several different areas instead of just focusing on the one. Spend the time finding another deal or finding another property while that's all being done. So. Diversification. Mm -hmm. But to go back to your original question, sorry, this just popped up in my head too. No. The oh crap factor. Yeah. Like once this all happened is I have a certain amount of money and we had talked about before about you know, diversifying that into a couple different properties. This one needed with the gap funding and the money I would bring in for expenses and other renovations and stuff. This took all of my money. So I put one egg in one, I put all of my eggs in one basket. Yeah, that was definitely a butthole fucker moment. And that was the moment <laughs> of, oh crap. That scares me a little bit. Cause I have to tell my wife, yep, I'm taking another 10 grand out of this. Or, hey, I'm taking another 15 grand yeah. for this. Or, oh, I've got to run to the bank cause I got to get another eight grand for this. And she's, I hope this works. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> so. Do you think that is more stressful when you have someone else relying if it was just you doing it? But when you have a family relying on you. Knowing that there's other people involved than just having me. Just having you. Just no, yeah. no, but no, I get what you're saying. Yes, having other people involved, you, your trust goes into a lot of people. And where real estate can go a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Not knowing Brett for very long, because we knew him for what, maybe two months before we teamed up? Yeah, it's a so couple months. That's yeah. a lot of trust on him to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to trust you with all this money and of your general contractor to come do all this work. That's a lot of trust to say, okay, here's all this money to do this. And for him I trust to trust Ryan. us right. as being newbies, being the idiots, for him to trust us and put his faith in us and have us help him with this project, it, that was massive. And this was the whole purpose for the existence of Suited for Success Real Estate Group. Oh, yeah. Was exactly this situation which is so great to hear that it worked out as well as it did. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm so grateful for the group and for everybody involved. It's been nice to see the different collaborations that have come out of the group and I, we wouldn't have been able to do it or it would have been much more difficult to do it without the group. I don't think we would have had the house by yet, by now. 
yeah. we'd probably still be looking for our first house. Wow. Wow. And I feel there's been two things that you've said that I've realized. I think you, because you got a mentor, because you started going to this group suited for success that it meets on Thursdays at Sweeto Burrito in Bountiful. Yes, in Bountiful. Given a plug for that. So you were surrounded by people that had already done, you've seen their success. People talk about their success all the time at the meeting. You're able to network with people. And then getting a mentor, you were able to, he had the resources and stuff. So it's like you skipped a lot of the, the steps of making it harder on yourself of, okay, we're going to do this ourselves. We're going to just, we can figure it out. We can DIY it. So here's the crazy thing too, is once we started this, I kept calling Ryan. I'm like, this is easy. This is absolutely 100% easy. Cause yeah, we gave the money and they're going in there and working on it. And yes, it was like little meetings. Okay. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. And we just make a couple of phone calls and then all of a sudden stuff's happening and the property's transforming. And like, we're not doing that much work at all. So I'm like, okay, this is a lot easier than people make it out to be. <laughs> and I guess it might've been that we had the mentor and he already knew what he was doing. But once you have that, it's not difficult at all. It's actually really easy. Yeah. It's all about the, for me, this was all about the power of the people and our group here that, that did this, not only Brett, but with our designer, Whitney, and she was involved from the very get-go as far as, and she had a real good vision for it. It was a mid-century modern home, and she was just so excited to do a mid-century modern home and had such a vision for what it could become that through all these different people that we were working with, through Brett, through the subcontractors, through all that, it just made it, like Sean said, it it made it easy. But had we tried to do it ourselves, not only the work, but the sub, the design part, all that, we would have messed something up for sure. <laughs> it was funny too, because like she'd come up with these grand plans and she is incredible at designing and all that stuff, but she would take these grand plans and it was kind of like, okay, we love that, but let's rein that in a little bit. You'd see Brett talking like, okay, well, that's cool, but we have to stay within budget. <laughs> so we can do, let's do a couple of these things. That's why it's always nice to have a dreamer and then, right. then a realist. Right, someone to anchor them. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. When it was funny to see her vision at first where it was like, okay, we're going to go with these cabinets and this flooring and this tile. And it's kind of like, does that really work? Like, we're going to trust you. And then it all showed up and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And it does work so well. <laughs> and I actually went and looked at your property yesterday and amazing. Well, amazing. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It turned out very nice. Well, it that turned was out one of the things that Ryan and I, when we teamed up, we wanted to do is we've been an agent for eight years. I've been through a lot of the homes that are flipped and they're just trash. It's lipstick on a pig and it bugs me. Cause like Ryan said, like my attention to detail, you walk through the cabinets are crap. And I'm like, people are gonna have to replace this in five years. So I told Ryan, once we teamed up, I was like, I don't want, I understand that there's a budget and to make sure that it works, but I don't want my name associated with something that's going to be trash. Yeah, it looks cool at first, but I don't want it to be a mm -hmm. junk house for someone later on. So like we walked through a couple of homes and we're like, yeah, we don't like this. So his vision matches mine as well. So that's nice to have someone that is, wants to hold it up to the same standard you do. So that's, if you're going to work with a partner, that's a good thing to have too. So, <laughs> and yeah, this house turned out amazing. We did a couple open houses and everybody that walked through was dumbfounded, blown away by it. So that feels good. the best was to have people in the neighborhood 
who knew the previous owners, who knew Corey and watching the house deteriorate in front of them and having them go through it being revived and just having them be like, oh my gosh, this is from what it was, especially, this is amazing. So you're truly adding value to that community. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that's a big thing. We not only wanted to add value and have a good product for the owners, but like you said, add value to the community and add value to other people who are either trying to fix their homes or other fix and flippers, but to really enhance the communities that we go into. I'm in a new build and it was it's great being there, but I've started to miss, oh, I really miss established trees. And some of these neighborhoods that are established and have like bigger yards and different, right. it's just, it's already a sense of community. Everything's already built. And so to be able to, beautify a house not just put like you said lipstick on a pig but you right. really went through and did the changes and someone's able to like live there and raise their kids there and add life to that community right. Turn us into a home and like, with no hoa fees yeah, well, exactly cool. i get what you mean though by yeah. the new houses because we bought a house about four years ago and yeah same thing there's no trees and the whole neighborhood's just bare and i'm gonna mm-hmm. go back up in the mountains <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to my parents' neighborhood like that. I just want to be like by pine trees. Yes, and it's all stuff. And like those new builds, years from now will be. But it's just when I move away. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So this question might sound cheesy, and we've talked a little bit about this, but you're at the closing table. What are your emotions? We weren't there, (laughs) but relief. Relief. Yeah, it was with the change in the market and with having to give a few more concessions than when we bought it, we were originally planning and just to be done with it and to have that whole process come to a close was relief and joy. And yeah, I was joy for my wife was when I asked her this morning, Hey, can you look on the account and see if the money's been transferred? (laughs) (laughs) That was really just in time for Christmas. (laughs) That's cool that your money is back. It was cool. So, very relieving it's a good moment <laughs> i don't know it's a bittersweet because like it's been such a cool process and it's been so fun yes there's been a couple hiccups there's been a couple like little irritations here and there but that's going to happen with anything if it's all joy and fun you're probably not doing something right mm-hmm. a little messed up or something but, yeah but so like it's a bittersweet because it's cool to have that property and you to know that you're going up there or you have this cool house but now it's gone it's like that's somebody else's now it's not mine anymore <laughs> and one thing sean brought up too another bittersweet thing is this house was so unique and so cool and the process has just been so fun this has a very high standard on it where now the next one we go to may be just a cookie cutter home right. that just doesn't have quite that right. wow factor, that fun factor that this one did. Our next one might be a split entry or the tri-level that's <laughs> all of Bountiful and yeah. Centerville and everybody has lately. Right. It's all the same thing. So yeah, our next one will probably be one of those. Do you foresee that you're going to still have, that they'll be unique in their own way or are you, are, are you concerned that it'll just be boring? I think we'll make it cool. Yeah. So we'll make I, it unique, but 
what I mean is just the bones of it. Because everybody's been through a split-level house. Everybody's been into the tri-level where you walk and you got the family room right there and the stairs and then you got mm-hmm. the kitchen and then that little look down into the family room. So there's nothing wrong with it, but as a real estate agent for eight years, you've been through thousands of them. <laughs> but that will be a fun part is to take something like that is cookie cutter. And make it fun. And try to make it different. Unique. Mm. Unique by maybe changing some walls or changing something inside of it to make it different from everything else in that neighborhood. Um, so our last question for you guys is, now that you are experts, you have one house under your belt. <laughs> well, you're on your way to being geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you've moved farther from the idiots to right. closer to the genius. Um, what's your advice to people out there that, like myself, that aren't making the move? If they want to do a flip, but something's stopping them, what would your advice be? Hmm. just do it right it it is scary it is and you can get caught up in in that fear but just do it and by what i mean by just do it is find yourself a group or a mentor or somebody that is willing to team up with you and willing to help share their expertise and it's okay to have a portion of the profit because what you're learning is going to be so invaluable. That's what that, that would be my advice is find somebody to team up with and do it. Yes. I would say the best thing. Yeah. Find that group, like a red, the suited for suited for success. I can, I can talk, (laughs) but go to a group like that and find somebody because I don't know everything. Ryan doesn't know everything. We've learned a lot and like, I let him talk a lot during the loan process because I still don't understand how all that works, like the points and all that stuff. But Ryan does, right? And I understand other things. So it's just find someone that you can work with and find that mentor, like you said, and just go with it. But just that's just it. Get off your butt. Go do it. Because if not, you're going to be always wondering and wanting to do it, but never do it. And I think that's where most dreams die is just 90% of the people just don't actually put action to it. So just do it. Because when I got that call, like, hey, do you want to do this? Are we still going for it? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> it's scary, but yeah, let's go. Do the and numbers make sense? He's, yep. And I'm like, okay, we're done. Let's go. I'll get it. And as being an agent, you're always told to create your team. And the same thing with being an investor is you got to create your team. You have to find a good title company. You have to find a good contractor, your subcontractors. It's all about the team and the more that you have and the better people you have involved in your team, the easier it makes this. Right. So setting up your team even before you start one of these is a real positive and can really help you through the whole process. Well, and I was surprised that you said that after you had gotten the place, like the team was already in there tearing stuff down or whatever. It's no time wasted. But if you don't have that together first, oh, who should I get? What do I call? What do we do? Where do we start now? (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, that plan was already ready to go as soon as we had it. Because once you put the offer in, you have, what, 10 days? At least we had 10 days. So you have that 10 days to get everything lined up and figured out. So that way, as soon as it's go time, you're just ready to move. So don't waste that time in between. That was your due diligence period, right? 10 days due diligence. Yep, you got that time to figure it out. And get it all put together so once it's treatable. The other factor that I think is something, I don't know if it'll be in in this or not, but is the you actually did this with no money out of pocket, correct? I did, yes. 
The other two. <laughs> Lucky. I, <laughs> just kidding. I, that's not true. That's not true. I did end up coming coming through with about twenty five grand of my own money into some of the rehab costs. Okay. So I did have a little bit, but in comparison to everybody else, yeah, yeah, it was very little money. At the same time, the value brought to the table are the things that you've been talking about, explaining, going through the numbers, getting into the details, making it all put together. So my point is you brought value to the table, you brought the money to the table, and to make the deal work. Well, never through the process have I ever felt, oh man, I'm doing way more. I've put more effort into this than anybody else. I kept calling around. I'm like, dude, I'm just giving money. Like, how can I help? And he's like, dude, you're doing your part. I'm like, I know, but I just gave you money. Like, how can I help? (laughs) I was like, I need to do more. So that's why I'd bring my truck down and we'd go pick up some stuff. So I'm like, let me at least feel like I'm doing more or something worth it. And coming in with very little money, part of my process in this was I acted as the project manager for the job. So even though Brett was the contractor, I was still involved in calling the subs and helping to schedule some of that work and to oversee the process when you know these guys weren't able to be there every day. It was nice to live five minutes from this property and be able to go up there every day and check on the subs and check on the progress. Or or I'd call him and I'd be like, what are you doing? He's, oh, I'm scraping this off or I'm cleaning this up or I'm vacuuming all this mess up or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing? Dude, let me know. I'll come and help you. (laughs) It's not your job, dude. (laughs) All right, bye. And the thing that's awesome about that is the fact that you you were truly learning. You were in the trenches. Brett, kudos to Brett, he stepped back and allowed you the opportunity to literally be in the middle of the process. Oh, yeah. no, we, that's a true mentor sure. right there. I appreciate Brett 100%. Yeah. That guy is awesome. And I'd love to learn more. I'd still do more deals with him. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For We're so grateful that he had the faith in us to, to do this. And like you said, to be a part of it, but to take a step back so that we could truly learn. And at the same time, whenever we would meet and walk through the house and just to watch his vision and to watch and then to get his insight insight and it's he's cool this whole thing <laughs> just yeah i'm so grateful invaluable yeah so awesome. hopefully he wants to work with us again <laughs> so, <laughs> i appreciate it i love that last little plug there and as far as you say and we we graduated we moved farther away from the idiot part of this <laughs> I we graduated kindergarten. There's so much more to learn. <laughs> it was preschool. We, we now know our numbers and colors. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Got about you guys went to preschool. <laughs> That's further along than right. others, uh, like I know, myself. I know shim- simple shapes now. So. <laughs> and, and sorry to say, but in reality. That's the way it is every time. Every single one you get into, it's you're relearning. Don't get me wrong. There's processes and everything else you mm-hmm. carry with you. But every the thing is so awesome about real estate. The reason why I get so passionate about real estate is there's no there's not a boring day. No, every day is a new adventure. Oh yeah, because over my eight years of doing real estate, I helped two hundred like over two hundred families buy and sell real estate, and every transaction is different. There's always something that comes up. You're learning something. Your systems get buttoned down so it makes it easier but there's always something weird that comes up so i figured this is the same way with flipping homes our systems will get buttoned down but every house is going to be unique every situation is going to be different it's going to be 
I'm just excited for what's going to come. So you should be. I am. You should be. <laughs> I am. And we were very lucky that because you watch all those shows on mm-hmm. TV and certain things show up that all of a sudden cost them an extra 50 grand mm-hmm. like that. We're so lucky that something like that didn't rear its ugly head right. and that could have made this a, a complete loser. But we, we're lucky that it went as smooth as it did. Wow. Kudos to you guys. Thank you. For pulling the trigger. Yeah. And thanks for being our first guest on the show. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) No, thank you for the invite. It was really cool to to get the call from Todd and be like, hey, we want to have you on. Yeah. And we look forward to hearing about your second flip. So actually, I need to give a plug in for Todd first, too. When we first started getting into this group, Todd was there and he answered a lot of questions. And he was the guy that helped me get in through this and answer a lot of questions for me on how to get started. So, yes, Ryan was the one that brought us all together and we wanted to team up. But Todd was there also to help through this process and they gave me a couple ideas on how to get going, too. So if you guys have questions for Todd, Todd is an (laughs) an encyclopedia and just an amazing treasure trove of information. So. That's why he's called the genius on the show. <laughs> yeah, it makes so much sense. <laughs> and because of Todd, I wouldn't have been involved in the group. So yeah. thank you to Todd for allowing us to, to come and be a part of the group and to share your knowledge. That's been very valuable. Well, I appreciate that. And really the group was put together by multiple people. I'm just one cog in that whole wheel. I know, but I uh, like you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Seriously, thank you. You're welcome. But it wasn't for Brian Siegel and, and Scott Orson and all right. this coming together right, to put this. Sure. It just it wouldn't exist. So it's always by the group. It's always by yep. the team that we can really benefit and help each other. So Again, that's great. It, it goes back to that whole team thing. If it totally. wasn't for the team, it wouldn't be a part, you know, it wouldn't be what it is. And just like individual projects, if it's not for your team. And I'm sure in those groups, we'll be able to find somebody else too, that could be could help out or even be a part of too. And I'd love to no see doubt. that grow more. No doubt. I'm just yeah. going to say this, like along the same lines is so many people are afraid of failure, but failure makes you move forward. You're going to learn a lot more by failing and don't be afraid to fail. Cause like your life will expand so much more if you just move forward and just accept failure as part of success. There's actually a quote that I love, but I'm not going to say it on here because it's not family friendly. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay I'll, I'll share a quote that is family friendly. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> where your success is made up of millions of failures. Right. If you're not failing, you're not moving forward. Right. So many people see people that are successful and get jealous, but they don't know how many times they failed or dropped or had to go back to zero, had to step back. But the reason why they're successful is because they don't give up. They keep trying and they keep going. They keep finding ways to make it happen. And that's really why we're here. This whole podcast, the Idiot to Genius podcast, is we want to know that journey. And we love that you came in and shared that journey. Because when it comes to the journey, the key here to the United States of America and to the freedoms that we enjoy are the individual right to fail unleashes the unlimited potential to succeed. Without taking the risk of failure, there's no way you're going to have unlimited potential to succeed. If there's a floor, there's a ceiling. You remove the floor and you remove the ceiling. And that's the key to it all. And that's what so many people have forgotten. And that's what we're here is to try to bring that back to the table, bring that back to the cognitive processes where people realize you take the risks and they're calculated risks, just like you planned out your, your whole project. But none, you, nonetheless, you take the risks. Even if you got bumps in the road and failures along the way, ultimately, if you just keep at it, 
you will succeed. To all our listeners out there, remember you get to choose your title company. So remember, there's a reason why there's a one in our title. <laughs>